0: Welcome to Foundations of Emo, hosted by Claire and Danny. Each episode, we take one of our favorite bands and dive deep into their history and origins, reminiscing on our own emo roots along the way.
1: I had to look away there because I was about to
0: laugh. I know. What is it that I can't do
1: it anymore? We I think it's because we put on a phone voice when we say it.
0: <laughs> my professional voice.
1: So professional. Also, when I looked away there, I just thought, I'm glad my mom died. A book by Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I haven't started reading it yet, but indie was like looking at it so I told her what it was called because obviously she can't read and she kind of looked concerned and then she thought about it for a minute and then she said probably because she can do whatever she wants now (laughs) (laughs) so she may kill me off if there's no future episodes you know what happens? we know why
1: we know why (laughs) if I find you dead mysterious circumstances I know who to go to (laughs) yes
0: it was definitely the four-year-old how are you good
1: I was trying to think, have we not seen each other since we re-recorded the last one? No, we haven't. That's terrible. Feels like ages. Yeah, it was ages. But
0: I was away last weekend. Well, I wasn't away.
1: Oh, a shopper. <laughs> was away. Let me just throw that in there.
0: <laughs> but I felt, because I was actually thinking about it today. I was like, I haven't seen you in ages. And I was like, yeah. why not? And I was like, oh yeah. I the whole of last weekend in Bangor, because I went up to get a tattoo. Shout out to my cool emo
1: tattoo that I have now. Is your cool emo tattoo artist?
0: Yes, Kat is very cool go to cat hardy and banger if you fancy a trip it's actually a really nice place it looked
1: really nice
0: there's loads of street art there's the sea there was lovely views
1: like i think it's just the name banger it doesn't exactly (laughs) allude to something really pretty it's not very exotic no no but um yeah really nice place
0: really enjoyed it got a tattoo and then like i literally left on saturday morning and came home sunday night and went straight back to work so i Mm. it just it's been a week
1: (laughs) it's been a week guys it's been a week
0: but the best part of the whole entire journey was that friday fallout boys new album (gasps) came out yes love it thoughts i love it i can't explain how much i love it it's basically all i've listened to since it came out
1: it's just really the hit or met my expectations completely
0: yeah i feel like i could write a whole thesis about it like if i start getting into it this will be the whole episode (laughs) it'll just be me dissecting every single song (laughs) they're back to like being fallout boy i think
1: yeah one of my friends said she doesn't like how theatrical they're going which i understood has she
0: not heard folia do.
1: i mean she probably has but <laughs> i was like i'm just glad it's not what was the last one mania, mania yeah yeah didn't like that now. but i quite like how theatrical they're going at least it's not about ships
0: yeah no i did there were some bits in it that i was like "Ooh, this is very a do. this is very theatrical yeah but i loved it loved it loved it I can't stop listening to hold me like a grudge uh <laughs> fake out <laughs> really like mm-hmm. I am my own muse and I also like really got into so much for Stardust it's so epic
1: I got really confused with the pink seashell oh Ethan Hawke like, yeah I was like what <laughs> is going on also um I stupid I don't understand what the whole seashell thing was do you remember when they sent them out to all their matesos
0: yeah is that anything I think it's just like to do with that one song that's not even a song it's just like a talking little piece Hmm. it's it's the whole thing is like thrown back to like the 80s 90s movies and stuff like that yeah um so i suppose it's all related to that because even the video have you seen the video oh you have seen the video yeah, Lucky it, yeah. <laughs> so I, good i came home from drinking on friday night like really drunk and i was like follow boy, i have a new video <laughs> and i watched it the next morning i was like i don't remember it but i know it was good
1: <laughs> and i, I was I right love how pete takes the whole like he's always the main character awesome. and, uh, yeah i know yeah and joe was in it
0: Yes, he was. And I-, I also did like the end part where uh, Pete's on the phone to his mom and yeah. he's like, What do you think of the new song? And she's like, Eh, I like the old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that. that can make funny. fun of themselves.
1: Yeah. Any other new music, any other gigs that we're going to that we've booked?
0: Paramore is next.
1: Yes, Paramore is in two weeks. Yeah. I, I-, I, I wish I was excited. It. Ah, we will be. We'll, we'll have, have a good time. We'll have to start listening to them again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hmm, about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which was harder to listen to, Paramore or Taking Back Sunday?
0: Taking Back Sunday. <gasps> Sorry. I Spoiler alert for the episode. No, oh, Danny. Yeah.
1: I disagree. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, that's fine. We just don't have to we'll be friends anymore.
1: It. We'll get into it.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's let's start the episode, shall we?
1: Yes. This episode is one of the original emo bands who I love, still love, even if you don't. <laughs> It is Taking Back Sunday. So, Taking Back Sunday, they were formed in New York in 1999. Wow. When I was only nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> by two guitarists, Eddie Rays and Jesse Lacey. So, does Jesse Lacey sound familiar? Yes. Wait, did Can you me tell me me this? No, I didn't. That's why I was like, do you know anything about Taking Back Sunday? No. <laughs> okay. So it was Eddie Rays and Jesse Lacey and then John Nolan joined the band as a guitarist. So Jesse moved to playing bass. They also had a vocalist Antonio Longo
0: Ooh. and a
1: drummer Stephen DeJoseph.
0: DeJoseph?
1: DeJoseph. <laughs> De-Joseph. What a name. <laughs> probably completely butchering that. It's probably like DeJoseph or something but anyway.
0: No, now my new life goal is to marry someone whose surname is DeJoseph. <laughs> Denny DeJoseph. I
1: like it. <laughs> However, John Nolan and Jesse Lacey had a now infamous falling out after John apparently romanced Jesse's girlfriend. Ooh, shit, bro. This led to Jesse leaving the band and forming brand new a year later. Oh, I had yeah. brand new on my head. I just didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> so we'll go back to that. Okay. Enter Adam Lazara. Adam went to a show where his friend was filling in the basis spot because Jesse had left um, in the first reincarnation of Taking Back Sunday. And then after the show, Adam ended up hanging out with them all. And at the time he was in another band, but he asked Eddie if he could try out to be the bassist. So Eddie agreed, and a while later, Adam went to New York and tried out. And the band liked him and offered him the job on the spot. Hmm. So Adam moved to New York and has been in the band since. I feel like
0: this is a recurring theme where bands like band members try out for different roles and then yeah. end up in like completely different. In the roles. role that's in it, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so like that originally he just played bass but after the recording of their first ep their singer antonio longo quit so it was decided adam and john will take over the vocals eddie stated that the main reason for antonio longo quitting was his lack of ability as a singer and wow. as a lyricist <laughs> imagine getting Which you dead of a band in the same that so harsh
0: <laughs> that's why despite my good intentions
1: <laughs> it was danny's lack of ability as a singer and a lyricist
0: <laughs> don't blame you <laughs> uh,
1: around this time the drummer Stephen DeJoseph also left due to personal issues and was replaced by their current drummer mark o'connell they also needed another bassist seeing as adam had switched roles so their current bassist sean cooper joined at this time so adam has stated in many interviews that he never expected to be the lead singer in a band and he found it hard at first with nothing to hide behind which I never really thought of, but he said for the first few shows, he literally was just standing around kind of facing the drummer because he didn't know (laughs) what else to do. But I think when you think of Adam Lazara now, you just think of him being a showman and swinging the mic around the place. So it's so weird to think of him being like, "Mm, I'm just going to turn my back to you guys now. (laughs) So is it basically like
0: an entire new line up up from how they started?
1: Yes, but... (laughs) oh there's much more to come oh great <laughs> we all know I love the bands who change their lineups I told Danny next time I'm going to do a solo artist so that there can't be any lineup changes so this lineup of Taking Back Sunday released a five track demo in 2001 and went touring for a year during which they received a few offers from labels but they all sort of fell through Eventually, a friend passed their demo on to Victory Records. Do you remember Victory Records? Yes. Yes. We went to the Victory Records store in 2005. We did. And also, side note, sidetrack. Victory Records have been sued so many times by, like, literally every band that was on the label. Why? Apparently, there's loads of things where their contracts weren't being fulfilled and everything, or they, like, held back the royalties and stuff like that. And I was like, that's sad. I really like Victory Records. Yeah. Or at least the band's on it. Anyway, Side note. So, a friend passed their demo onto Victory Records who asked to see a live performance and following that, they were offered a contract. Which again, I feel like is a theme here. Yeah. Like, it just seems to happen... Well, it seems easy, but maybe it wasn't easy at the time. So, their lawyer apparently advised them not to sign the contract. But at the time, the band were so excited someone was interested in them, they signed it anyway. Of course.
0: (laughs) Imagine they're like, here's a record label. You'd be like, sure thing. Yeah,
1: I'd be like, I don't care what it says. (laughs) So, their first album released through Victory Records was Tell All Your Friends. Yes. The band thought they were super clever with the name because they literally were hoping people would hear it and tell all their friends. Which (laughs) to be fair, (laughs) smart move. I like that. The album took two weeks to record and while recording, all the members travelled back and forth from Long Island to Jersey City as they all had day jobs and had to request time off to make the record. Which is so cute. The band have stated that some of the final mixes are not what they wanted them to sound like as the studio had altered and manipulated some of the songs The most noticeable being the piano intro to the blue channel, being sped up to match the tempo of the rest of the song, which is four times faster, but they didn't have the budget to go back and record it again the way they wanted. So they just had to release it as it was. So like most albums these days, it received mixed reviews, with some saying it stood out among their emo peers, in quotation marks, and others saying it was lost amongst a music scene that was growing rapidly. Despite this, the album is Victory Records' longest running release on the Billboard Heatseekers album chart at 68 weeks. Hmm. Ten years after its release, a live acoustic version, boo, of it was released, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> recorded during their anniversary tour for this record. It's been included in a lot of the best emo album lists by magazines like Alternative Press and Rolling Stone. I love that album, to be fair. I <gasps> love it. Oh God, I so love good. It so much. And it has one of my favorite songs of all time. Is that a spoiler
0: for like your song on repeat? Mm, maybe. Okay, we'll, t- we'll discuss later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's my favourite song. So many memories of all these songs, um, like There's No Iron Team and Timberwolves at New Jersey. Great song. And There's No Iron Team is actually written about Jesse Lacey. I know. Bitch! I oh, know. <laughs> and around this time, which was about 2003, tensions started rising in the band. From so in various interviews over the years, John and Sean state state that the band just weren't getting along and they were constantly fighting and didn't feel like friends anymore. And rumours at the time were that Adam apparently was having a hard time controlling his alcohol consumption and cheated on John's sister, Michelle. Oh, yeah. Which caused a fallout between them. A fallout boy. Sorry. (laughs) Although Adam apologised, the apology was thought to be insincere and John and Sean left the band two days later citing exhaustion which adam reiterated and said neither of them wanted to be in the band without the other just kind of cute yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: like i feel like if someone cheated on my friend or my sister i'd be like really annoyed but would i give up my whole band for it i don't know
1: also is it a bit hypocritical considering the whole thing started off with john romancing jesse lacy's girlfriend? yeah and yeah. now he's mad at adam mm. for cheating on his sister i'm just saying who knows John did admit in later years that they felt they actually weren't getting enough credit for the band's success. And he felt that he and Adam had grown apart as friends. Oh. Which, again, is the whole lead singers always get all the attention. Isn't that right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> love each other, really. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. John and his sister, Michelle, then formed a band together called Straylight Run. Which I've never heard, mm. and I didn't bother. Good luck to listening. them. Good luck to you, John. Following the departure of John and Sean, the band cancelled their upcoming UK shows in summer of 2003 while they decided what to do next. So they managed to replace John with the guitarist Fred Mascherino, and Sean was replaced by Matt Rubano, and they co headlined a tour with this lineup in November of the same year. And an interesting fact about Matt Rubano, he made his start of his career playing on the lauren hill album what's that album called the evolution of lauren hill yeah team? yeah was the bassist on that that's, that's a weird one <laughs>
0: Random. it's a jump in genres that's yeah. for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then actually if you look him up on instagram he's also apparently a comedian he's an actor what can't he do exactly matt what can you not do so immediately after this tour they began work on their second album which was self-financed The first single, A Decade Under the Influence... I was like, it's not called (laughs) self-financed. Oh, dear. No, it's not. You're right. (laughs) I'm correct. (laughs) (laughs) The first single, A Decade Under the Influence, was released in June 2004, and the album Where You Want to Be, that would be the album title, was released soon after in July. And Victory Records uses Street Team, which we mentioned in an earlier episode, Rather than spending money on marketing and whatever they did, it worked. This album debuted at number three in the Billboard 200 albums chart and is Victory Records' highest chart peak for an album. It's a banger. Because it's such a good album. A banger from start to finish. It is just so good. Yeah. Love it. Really enjoyed free listening to it. All the lyrics in it has one of my favorite lyrics of all time, which is, it's never bad enough to just leave or give up, but it's never good enough to feel right. I'm like, yes. I feel that in myself (laughs) as my daily life. Do I love my job or do I hate it? I can't tell, but it's never bad enough to just leave or give up. But I love this album so much. Go back and listen to it all the time.
0: Yeah. I feel like every time I put it on, I'm like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Just like, just yes.
1: And I'll put on a song and I'll be like, oh yeah, banger. The next one comes on and I'm like, oh yeah, banger. (laughs) (laughs) And a fun fact, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 directed the music video for This Photograph is Proof. Mm, can't say I've ever seen it. Mm. All I know is Tom DeLong directed it. Probably
0: has aliens in it, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Take Back Sunday opened for Blink 182 on their North American tour in 2004. They spent much of that year and the beginning of 2005 touring with bands such as Jimmy Eat World. And in June 2005, it was announced they had signed with the major label Warner Brothers Records. Mmm. So the song Error Operator was the first song to be released from their upcoming album, which was added to the video game and the film's soundtrack for the Fantastic Four, which I didn't know. Also, I feel like they're banging out these albums in quick succession. Yeah. Like 2003, 2004, 2005. And I don't remember them in real time coming out that fast. Do you know, I felt like there was a gap. I felt like between um, Where You Want to Be and "Louder Now, it felt like there was a massive gap. Yeah, because uh, Sink Into Me, is that on Later Now? Mm, no. No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know we
0: are good at things <laughs> I remember hearing that single sink into me and being like oh Take a Back Sunday I have new music but it felt like years since their last yeah. music but I it
1: think
0: wasn't. that's their
1: later album I, don't, I could be wrong maybe one later so for this third album Eric Valentine was hired as a producer and I've definitely heard of Eric Valentine
0: yeah sounds familiar
1: he has produced uh, albums for artists such as Queens of the Stone Age and Smashmouth, and Take a Back Sunday had actually tried to get him on board for Where You Want To Be but they couldn't <laughs> So they stated for this album they wanted to take a more rock-orientated approach, which again I feel is bands hating the emo label and yeah. being like, no man, we're going to be more rock. I'm like, just own it. You're emo and we love it, it's fine. So the album's title, Louder Now, was revealed in February 2006 and the record was released in April of the same year. Adam was quoted saying that their fans seemed to feel as if their live shows had more energy than their recordings, so they wanted Louder Now to bring more of that energy across. The move to a mainstream label ultimately meant the band received more mainstream exposure and they appeared on late night American talk shows such as Jimmy Kimmel and Conan O'Brien. Mm. For the remain- That's
0: weird. I couldn't yeah. imagine like Conan O'Brien being like, here's Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. We're no, like- to be fair, I've never watched the show. Really, no, so. but I feel
1: like they're, I just feel like Taken like, Back would Take Sunday. Would be- back Sunday be on the Late Late Show? Ryan to Holden something I know it's one of their upcoming albums, Taking Back Sunday. Jesus. Maybe they'll replace Rantoverty the as so. The House. Yeah. yeah they should. So we should replace Rantoverty as
0: 100%. I'm going to write to RTE. RTE. Where's my
1: phone? We know you're watching this. <laughs> so for the remainder of 2006 and most of 2007 the band toured and released a behind the scenes documentary called Loud Now Part 1 and Part 2 and Victory Records then released a record called Notes from the Past which is basically a compilation CD that contained B-sides. But you getting Why? Why? Mm it's that thing it? again
0: and it's like they try to entice you being like there's a song you've never heard before it's like yes but i'm not buying a whole cd for a song i haven't heard yeah, before or two like...
1: B-sides. but anyway no. so in october of 2007 fred mascherino left the band because he wanted to focus on a solo album he called himself the color fred or something oh <laughs> <laughs> why do i like that so much <laughs> <laughs> Though in later interviews, he also admitted there was arguments between the band, with no one agreeing on who should write the songs, and ultimately he just felt it was largely unproductive. He also made a comment about how the band was more into cooking food than making music, <laughs> which is really harsh. And then, to- <laughs> but it kind of makes me curious about what it's
0: like like on tour with them, yeah, like what everyone's kind of food cooking. Are you cooking. What kind uh-huh. of food?
1: <laughs> also, that sounds great
0: to me. Yeah, I'm in. I'm joining the <laughs> band, guys. No fret No so- Fred. Wait, <laughs> because hey. he left. <laughs>
1: you are full of the poems this evening
0: it's okay i want to put myself down
1: you've been storing them all up for two
0: weeks now yeah like the dad now jokes I'm are coming funny.
1: <laughs> so take back sunday then apparently wrote the song capital me about his departure which has some scathing lyrics such as you slither away like the snake that you are wow which is so harsh i'm like adam you burning these men here but anyway, maybe he deserves it i don't know a year later, the band revealed to Rolling Stone magazine that their fourth album would be called New Again. They also made some rather bold statements, such as the song Lonely Lonely being, quote, relentless, two and a half minutes of punching you in the face, unquote. <laughs> That's, um, okay. Which I just feel is really like, have you heard that song? It's really not, I don't know, punchy. <laughs>
0: well I did listen to the album but nothing stood out as punching me in the face apart Uh from you know
1: and this album also has the first bass solos in any Taken Back Sunday song in the song Carpathia so this song then was subsequently the first song released from the album December 2008 followed by a number of other releases, such as a live version of Catholic Knees and then two more singles. They also had a period of time where every Monday they released another track from the album on their MySpace and labelled it New Music Monday.
0: Yeah, so this is the album. I had to check which album this was because they all, after Louder Now, they all blur together. This has Sink Into Me on it, huh? Oh, it does, yeah. Sorry. This has Sink Into Me on it, which is the only good song. The rest of it, I feel like it got very indie. It sounds very indie, which is probably like the style at the time. That's all I
1: can think of as indie, your daughter. I'm really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's very her. No, it's very like that indie scene that was popular. However. Like it doesn't sound like The Strokes, but like that kind of
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Genre. The strokes, there's a band I haven't thought of in a while. <laughs> but when you said you were like struggling to listen to it, I was like, oh no, I'm going to really struggle to listen to it. And I listened to it and I was like, okay, not like, you know, wowed by it or anything, but actually I listened to it a few more times. I do think some songs are quite catchy. I listened to
0: it once and I was like it just doesn't sound like them it sounds like they've just changed genre and it's not for me and meh yeah except it was
1: more like this makes me want to stab myself in the eyeballs do I have to keep listening
0: (laughs) no that was that was another album it wasn't this one okay this one I didn't enjoy but I persevered
1: I actually couldn't remember this album I kind of forgot it existed to be honest but a fact I did not know despite I think being at their show was that their guitarist Matt Fazzy who had replaced uh, Mascherino fractured his foot in Dublin while the band were touring to promote this album but it didn't stop the tour and they continued on to Belfast and finished in the UK fair play i know <laughs> and then in August 2009 the band released can you guess a live album oh of course why no need no one wants to hear it <laughs> i've never listened to it but it's a live recording of their show at the Bamboozle where they played in May 2009 great good for them <laughs> So I'm about to lose track here all over again, but in 2010, guess what happened? Someone left the band. Yes, two members left the band. Okay. <laughs> Matthew Fazzi and Matt Rubano, who weren't part of the original lineup, left. So following this, then, there was some cryptic posts from the band, which seemed to be hinting at a return to the Tell All Your Friends lineup. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So I listened to the Lead Singer Syndrome podcast episode uh, with Adam Lazara where he discussed how the band were touring. They all kind of realized that it just wasn't working. So then, Mark O'Connell was still in touch with John Nolan, and suggested Adam reach out. So that's what Adam did. And John Nolan and Sean Cooper, the two who were like, "If you're leaving, I'm leaving," rejoined, and we have gone full circle and we're back to the first lineup. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so in an interviewed afterwards as well, Adam said that uh, Matthew Fuzzy and Matt Rubano weren't fired as such, just let go. <laughs>
0: you weren't fired from your job Claire. you were let go it was just
1: so awkward and they said that taking back sunday just didn't feel like taking back sunday without the original members which again super harsh here's these band members who have made all these albums with you played all these tours and you're like mm, yeah but you're not the original guys
0: it feels to me like you're with a guy and suddenly he breaks up with you out of the blue and is back with his ex and you're like That's weird That that happened I feel like that started Before we broke up Or was the reason For the breakup
1: Yes And like (laughs) All through the relationship He was like Bitching about the ex Being like Never gonna go there again
0: You're so much better than her
1: Yeah What a good (laughs) metaphor So that was 2010 So the following year The band started releasing singles From their upcoming Self-titled album Which was again Produced by Eric Valentine This album then Was released in June 2011 Again so fast it was written in a studio in El Paso in Texas uh, El Paso being the name of the first song on the album and they wrote the album fairly quickly with Mark pointing out what normally would have taken them six months to do was now only taking them a week as they've all improved as musicians or they just rushed in and it really wasn't that good (laughs) yeah
0: because I really don't like this album like the last album i wasn't feeling this one i felt was even worse like i really struggled with it i was the opposite
1: i preferred this album i thought there was some quite catchy ones on this (laughs) (laughs) though apparently they all contributed much more to the writing process and felt the end results was more unique and mature than their previous albums
0: yes they should go back to immature emos yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. i did like the immature emoness to be fair um so a self-titled album also seemed appropriate with them returning to their original lineup Um, it's been compared to the sound for Tell All Your Friends. No. I didn't get that. Just no. No.
0: Absolutely not.
1: But people were praising the return of the like call and response vocals between John and Adam. But that's probably the only thing that's similar to. That's what I was thinking about.
0: Like why I didn't like their later albums after like Tell All Your Friends and the other one. (laughs) You again? No. Louder now.
1: No. (laughs) This one. Where you want to be? No, oh, but, right. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs>
0: um, like the first two albums, they had so many, like the back and forth of the vocals mm. and really catchy riffs. That's what made them. That to me is taken back Sunday. The singing back and forth to each other and like a really cool guitar Yeah, riff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just lost that, I feel, in the later albums. Like it was just gone. They stopped doing the back and forth vocals and trying to get out of the emo genre and it just doesn't work, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny because Paramore, My Chemical Romance... Take Back Sunday, they all seem to just run from the emo label and be like, no, that's not what we are. But it's like, but that's what made you so successful. Mm. And it's not-
0: funny, like me and Kat were talking about it when she was tattooing me, that like emo was so cool because we we liked all the same bands back in the day. And then it went through a phase of being deeply uncool. And now it's back being cool again, but that we probably will see it go back to being uncool
1: again. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And there was these also- things always come, come back around. Full circle. There was also that whole- period of time where it was like you know kids all want to kill themselves Mm. you're all so dark and depressing it's probably not thought of as being very mature either yeah i mean take Max when they're in their late 40s at this stage (laughs) so they probably can't sing about like you know cheating on jesse Lacey's girlfriend and all (laughs) but still lipstick on colors oh that's another thing about their lyrics i don't know how to describe it but i feel like they were always like really long sentences yeah they weren't like short and snappy. They were always just these and they didn't like rhyme as such. It was just like he wrote a novel and said it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so 2012 then was the 10 year anniversary of Tell All Your Friends that so the band embarked on an anniversary tour where they played the album in full, which I would have loved oh, wow. to have been at. Uh, how many times have you seen them? Once. Only once. I only saw them in
0: 2019.
1: Huh. That's the only time I've ever seen them. You've seen them. most Did you not go to the Taste of Chaos tour? I did... The the senses ain't... Fail and I'm going to say Under Oath.
0: Okay. Then I did see them but I didn't know them or like them at the yeah, time yeah. so it didn't mean anything to me.
1: Were Andy Flag on that tour? I feel like that was a great tour. Yeah.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: And then I saw them in Wheelands, I don't know when that was. So, well I saw them in Whelan's in 2019. Oh yeah. It must have been that one. And then I How saw you them. there and we didn't see each other? <laughs> I don't know because Wheeland's not exactly huge. They also played Vicar Street and I saw your sister there. Oh. Who I hadn't seen in so many years and I was like <laughs> random so i think i've seen them three times i'd go see them again though
0: yeah no i definitely would if, especially if they're playing older stuff
1: but just not if they, play if they could anything. tell me that they're gonna play the older <laughs> stuff i'll
0: go in
1: 2013 they began working on what would be their sixth album and revealed that they had left warner brothers and had signed to hopeless records so they debuted some songs from it throughout the year during their live performances and actually during this time adam's son was um, born prematurely so he left so spencer chamberlain from under oath filled in on the vocals
0: okay i totally missed that part of history yeah
1: but i think again <laughs> it's that so cute thing where they're like oh you need a band member i'll do it yeah it's so cute they're all matesos so they played a few shows with a violinist as well who then features on that album
0: this is the album i had to turn it off like i really i was listening to it on the bus i had struggled through the previous two did not enjoy any minute of them put this on and i was like i just can't do it like I was halfway through the first song, I was like, I hate this, skipped the second one, got a few minutes or a few like seconds into that, was like, nope, went to the third song, was like, nope, don't like the sound of this either, and I just turned it off. I was like, I just can't. I just can't put myself through another album that I really don't like.
1: Is Flicker Fade on this one? Or Flicker, Flicker, Fade? Because that's a really good song. Flicker flicker fade. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> this album is called Happiness Is and it was their sixth album released in March 2014. It was successful, debuting within the top five on the Australian and UK Billboard charts and at number 10 in the US Billboard Top 20. And the title, Happiness Is, is apparently a blanket statement, which represented where the band was at the time. It's kind of cute. They're all so happy.
0: Didn't make me happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) However, a few years later, the band said in an interview they didn't actually feel like this album was as much of a, quote, complete thought unquote as the others and there was no song on it they would describe as quintessential taking Back Sunday fair which is fair I do agree very very fair <laughs> I definitely prefer this one though to the self-titled one they all just bear together now as like music yeah. I don't like so <laughs> I listened to this more than once where it's a self-titled one I was like mm, okay I'm skipping past that one I feel like all self-titled albums aren't great Paramore mm. Paramore was crap
0: I'm mm. oh, sorry
1: no, it's, it's to better than Na, 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 na.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, someone's gonna burn down the podcast headquarters.
1: Oh my god, I can't wait to hear that song live.
0: Can we be really drunk?
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining us being absolutely twisted. You can't see us right now, but for some reason the T Rex arms are. But you can see it if you're going to be at the gig. Cute Danny and Claire standing there looking Next. perfectly polite and <laughs> not in any way drunk and messy. The remainder of 2014 and 2015 was spent touring with bands such as Let Live and The Used and then in 2016 came Tidal Wave. The worst album oh. of all time. Mm-hmm. Why? Again maybe it's the water theme. Just don't <laughs> do an album about chips. Yeah. It never works. On its release it charted lower than the previous Happiness Is but it still didn't do too terribly when i listened to this first i was so confused i put it on and i actually had to stop and go check was it a cover album of like (laughs) punk songs i was like what is this it doesn't sound anything like taking back sunday so adam was quoted as saying this album was a bit of a departure they
0: always say that
1: couldn't be more true Uh, because i was into some punk bands when i was younger i think maybe i tried to be because it was sort of at that time where bands were trying to be like political with green Mm. day and anti-flag then some 41 did the chuck album and i started listening to those bands and i also tried really hard to get into the ramones because my dad gave me a cd and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna like this band but truth be told i think i just like the idea of punk music more than yeah the actual songs and i'm like it's grand and i don't hate this album but i don't think i'll ever sit there and be like i know what i'll put on <laughs> trying to win the mood <laughs> <home." laughs> and i read a critic said about this album that it was definitely written for themselves rather than the fans and sometimes bands just need to do that and get it out of their system yeah but i just don't feel like they need to release it yeah also i'm like remember the fans we got you to where you are now so this album is terrible basically okay. don't bother listening to it if you haven't yet you won't get anything out of it and this, sadly, is the last album to feature Eddie Ray's One of the originals. Oh. I know. He left the band in 2018 due to his battle with alcoholism, stating at the time that he hoped he could return at some point in the future. But then apparently he also started another band at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I can't be in your band anymore. so sorry. Oh, oh I got a new band! <laughs> <laughs> I actually read an interview where somebody asked him that. They were like, Okay, so if you left, like, why did you start a new one? And he was like, no, it wasn't to do with, like, the band itself. It was to do with, like, the vibes and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This is exactly another
0: <laughs> another man story of, like, a guy breaks up with you and it's like, it's it's not you. It's just, like, I've got too much going on it's right you, now. It's me. I just, like, it's just in my life right now, I just don't think I have time for a girlfriend. And then the next week he has a girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Funny, isn't it, John? <laughs> That never actually happened to me just for the record.
1: John, <laughs> yes. Are we... This guy's name is Eddie. Are we talking...
0: No, I, he was are my we? fictional boyfriend, John. <laughs> I've <laughs> never dated a man called John. That's why I use that name. <laughs> he oh, was really good looking as well in my oh, head.
1: I would expect nothing less. John. Uh, I'm loving these metaphors about the album. <laughs> oh, oh, poor I, Eddie to I hope he's not still an alcoholic. I think he's fine. He's got a new band now. <laughs> uh, he didn't really miss out on much though because the next release was a compilation album again mm-hmm. to celebrate their 20th anniversary. 20th. And anniversary.
0: what did they call it, Claire?
1: have the fucking clue. What did they call it? 20. <laughs> How original? That's almost as bad as the self-titled one. <sighs> they went on tour. They had this really cool idea, right? Which I'm absolutely raging that we didn't get to see this. Okay. So apparently, <gasps> is this flip a coin? Yeah. Kat was telling me about oh my this. God, that's so cool. So if they were playing the same location two nights in a row, tell all your friends would always be pl- played both nights first. But then they'd use a coin toss to decide which other album they play in the first night, out of Louder Now and Where You Want to Be. So if Tell All Your Friends and Where You Want to Be were played the first night, they'd play Tell All Your Friends and Louder Now the second night. But then you'd be raging if you had a favorite one. You'd have to go to both if you were like a diehard yeah. fan. Yeah. Also, how long was that show? Yeah. To play like, two, full two light albums. albums. played some. I don't know. Can you imagine if you went to a show and they were like, we're going to play Tidal Wave and oh Happinesses. God. Well, the first album is only 33 minutes
0: now, to be fair. And where you want to be is 40 minutes. So oh, that's not okay, actually that's that, that like long. Standard
1: set, really, then. Yeah. yeah we say as we've so much experience with standards
0: Um oh well louder now is an hour so you'd be actually probably rooting for that one so
1: as of 2020 the band have also left hopeless records and are currently not on any label as far as i know okay
0: but they released well on spotify there in 2022 they have another <laughs> anniversary album
1: well uh, well who was that released by
0: oh let's see they have tell all your friends 20th anniversary edition oh that came in 2022
1: What's the difference? Anywhere, is, it? is it just like remasters. Oh,
0: craft recordings distributed by Concord.
1: Maybe this is the version of tell all your friends they wanted. Oh, maybe.
0: Oh, look, they've got demos on it. They have the blue channel demo, so I wonder.
1: Again, demos. I just don't want to hear it. Like there's a reason it's a demo.
0: But maybe that has the like slow piano <gasps> oh, bit. Oh yeah.
1: Hmm. I could have listened to that before I did this, but I did not. <laughs> um, so that is their history and their dis- discography. How do you say that word? Discography. Ah yes. From start to finish, which is your favorite album? I think tell. Uh, in <laughs> where you wanna be?
0: Yeah, I think between the two of them, I really like "Tell All Your Friends." But I think if I have to choose, it would be "Where You Wanna yeah, Be."
1: Yeah, "Where You Wanna Be" is just a classic. And every time I hear it and see that album cover, I just think of Taking Back Sunday. They released a single last year with Steve Aoki. Huh? Just us two. That sounds terrible. Mm. Oh yes, they had that song with uh, Charlotte Sands. Is that it? No idea. <laughs> so then I was obviously being like our favourite part the controversy or the controversy as some people like to call them (laughs) but obviously when you look it up the whole big thing is about Take Back Sunday brand new okay so there was lots of mixed things because they went on tour with them two years after they were formed so they kind of hated each other that much (laughs) but then there was a more recent interview where I think the interviewer obviously asked them about it and Adam who had nothing to do with the feud in the first place because he wasn't even in the band when Jesse was in the band was literally like uh he's just a dick like jesse Lacey is just a dick he's just not a good guy like harsh that is really harsh that is like just
0: being like someone is just not a good person like that is really a harsh thing to say yeah and
1: then he kind of tried to backtrack and was like i don't know maybe there's people out there who will say i'm not a good person it's like um okay
0: well one of you's obviously isn't yeah. a good
1: person <laughs> <laughs> but your man jesse Lacey apparently is notoriously quiet when it comes to media and he doesn't do many interviews and keeps it all like you know his personal life personal so if but he does was he not outed in me too for being a pervert mm. yeah i felt like that was a thing
0: it was definitely someone from brand new
1: could have been him because mm. i actually thought that when i was reading it's one of these ollie like things i was like is he not a dick <laughs> <laughs> i have it in my head he's a dick I don't know yeah. why <laughs> So whether that's still going on or not I don't know But when you think about it They're 47 years of age now So surely They don't really care But imagine being that girlfriend <laughs> Who like Basically created Taking Back Sunday And Brand New Yeah Also I wonder what she looks like <laughs> She must have been a looker But now uh, she's 47 <laughs> uh, Interestingly enough Adam and John Live down the road from each other now Is you going to say Live down the road from you For some reason I was like what? Oh, yeah. I'm good mates it's down the road from me <laughs> and then I went back and looked at Adam Lazara and his history and now talk about spiciness here okay. right so he was dating a musician called Chantelle Dupree who was in a band made up of herself and her three siblings Ew. I know it just I hate makes, sibling bands it makes me think of that um was that weird mother and son Irish oh Crystal Swing yeah that's what <laughs> also that came to you way too quickly <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, sorry I thought you were asking You has my favourite band <laughs> that's next episode guys spoiler alert <laughs> crystal Swift. so Adam was dating this Chantel Dupree and they were engaged to be married in 2008 also side note they got engaged on Valentine's Day yuck it's cop hot. out yeah it's almost as bad as Haley Williams on her Christmas Day
0: nope
1: two months before the wedding Chantelle's dad announced that they had split and called off the wedding sorry why is her dad announcing this his know, family is really too weird. close <laughs> was he in the band as well probably <laughs> Ooh but then get this one month after the split adam began dating a local bartender who was actually a family friend of the dupree's oh wait and to make things worse they got married five months later
0: what do they just like keep the same slot (laughs) (laughs) well listen babe i already have the one booked so we might as well use this i can't get a refund (laughs)
1: i'll lose the deposit this time (laughs) which yeah i know how awkward
0: i just feel like there's no situation where you get into a relationship with somebody who has just broken off an engagement and decide to marry them because i like my first question is like why are you so desperate to get married like you've only just met me you've only just met me and you were you were like gonna marry somebody else literally last month (laughs) And now you're suddenly want to marry me? Like, it, that's but, marriage. That's not
1: me. Also, it still sounds so cliche, cliche. A local bartender. A <laughs> <The> local
0: bartender <laughs> in a small town.
1: Um, but they're still together and they now have three kids.
0: Okay. Well, sounds at least nice I lost it.
1: Yeah. And then in 2015, Adam was also arrested for driving under the influence. So I guess his problems with alcoholism were not solved at that stage. But that's where we're at. There was not really much controversy. I suppose the whole starting of the band in itself was the biggest controversy yeah. but i love taking back sunday i just have such a special place in my heart for them
0: i feel like those first two albums like i adore them like absolutely adore them but i think that's i just kind of end it there in my head
1: <laughs> and that is that and i will never go back to it do you know what age adam Lazar is now
0: 47 did i say that earlier yeah you've said it a couple of oh. times
1: <laughs> i'm obsessed with their age <laughs> I don't know so i feel like they won't be releasing too much music in the future the last two
0: things they've done are like Anniversary albums, Terrible, which, like, to yeah. be fair, works for me because yeah, <laughs> I don't want
1: any new music. And then again, if he is married with three kids now, he can't really be writing lyrics like "You cheated on my girlfriend."
0: Remember when we nearly got married, but then
1: I married the local bartender. <laughs> <laughs> and dad announced it on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I feel like I know what your song to repeat is going to be. Okay. No, I don't. But (laughs) you know what mine is. No, guess what? what's mine. No, I haven't a clue. You know what mine is though. No, I don't. You do. We haven't mentioned it. But we have to because it's such a part of yours and mine's history. Oh, Q without the E. Yes.
0: Well, we did do a really good cover of it.
1: Like, we're not even joking at this stage. Like, it was a really good cover. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: was. It was acoustic and it was just really good. But I think that works for us when we're doing the, like, lyrics back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was
1: going to say. The call and response lyrics, yeah, were really good. And And I can't listen to that and turn it off if that song came on I always have to listen to it and I remember us being on some random night out fibbers years ago I think we just we weren't even on night out I think we called into fibbers for a drink and there was <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound like a normal thing to do
1: <laughs> like on the way to somewhere else maybe and this song came on and was literally lost our minds <laughs> I can imagine that part all right so uh, that has to be my song and repeat I just love it I'll never not love it I want to get a tattooed on me do
0: just get lipstick on your hey collar. can't
1: you out there. Get me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she would love to do more emo tattoos. My song to repeat is actually... Bonus mush Pit. Part two? Part two, yeah. I don't know. Like, I found it really, really hard because every song in that album is a banger and, like, I was like, oh, I love this one, I love this one, I love this one. But that one I just kept going back to. I
1: can't remember which one that is. Give us a lyric there.
0: Just the one that's like... um I'm not going to remember now stop my head (laughs) you can't put me on the spot like that
1: go on sing it well (laughs) (laughs) oh yes that one I was between a load of songs to be fair like this photograph is proof decade under the influence yeah a decade under the the influence came on
0: yesterday and I was like oh it's so good and I was like no just stick to your original
1: (laughs) and then I went to louder now because I was like surely there's a song on this that's my song to skip but there wasn't this is the one that's like oh, I actually quite like this yeah later now is not bad 2020 century I'm
0: trying to think what my song I can't remember what it's called I it. to skip yeah
1: I feel like it's all of them
0: it's divine intervention
1: is that that one where it's like um Truth and twisted and
0: it's the one I don't, I don't even know how it goes now that you like, put me on the spot again but he's like just whispering he's yeah just
1: yeah like, that's what it is i was and like it's what like, the fuck is um, this Sometimes it just gets oh it's bad. awful it's a
0: really bad song oh hate it i don't
1: hate it that much
0: oh god i i turned it off every time i was listening to that album so literally uh, my song mean, just though. skipped
1: it's definitely uh like you're listening to the album you're like this is all going well and that song comes on you're like "Mm, okay what this is not just like
0: whispering and like the music in the
1: background wasn't good and he was like "Mm -hmm," it was like fuck off (laughs) well my song to skip all day long is on that fucking tidal wave album and it's the first song called death wolf and it's just horrendous honestly horrendous and i also think he tried to do some weird thing with his voice and i'm like just stop like just go back to being
0: do the call and response. We're yeah, that's all, all we want to hear. That's all we want to hear. All we need. What's the next
1: episode going to be, Danny? Yeah, what is the next episode going to be, Danny? <laughs> um, wait, hang on. We know it's Crystal Swing. <laughs> yes, it's Crystal Swing. Oh, I'm interested now because I have no idea what you're doing. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say I'm really interested in the history of <laughs> Crystal Swing because I actually don't know that so much about them.
1: <laughs> well, I am actually. Maybe we could do a mini
0: episode. <laughs> wow, <laughs> let's let's make some Patreon content. <laughs> who so, wants to hear my crystal guys, swing hey guys
1: if you like listening yeah. to us you can sign up to our patreon we have many episodes there on crystal swing bewitched, handsome handsome
0: other bands that are just family
1: members have you heard yeah they're all family members have you heard Be bewitched new song no it's called birthday no oh it's terrible
0: <laughs> i would imagine so <laughs> um i'm going to do i find this really hard because there's so many bands that i want to do yeah but I kind of just got in my head, I'm going to do this one. So I'm just sticking to- with it. Oh, I it. feel
1: nervous. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, You're not Rob one
0: I want to do. No, because I know which one you want to do. So I did want to do it. But I was like, no, I'll steal it. Oh. I'm going to do Panic at the Disco. <gasps> because I feel like it's going to be a spicy,
1: spicy one. <laughs> oh, you always love the spicy. Yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> but there's so much controversy. Ever since I found out that everybody hates Brendan Urie. Which, like, literally, I just found out one day and had no idea.
1: I don't think I knew that. Yeah, everybody hates him.
0: Go mm. to Twitter. Like, He's hated, so there's lots of like spicy drama, controversy. So
1: that's an interesting one, and I also can't say their name without going panic at the disco. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's
0: oh, so that's gonna I'm be the excited next one. For that. I'm excited to listen to their first album.
1: I actually am excited. Yeah, I like their albums.
0: They like, they have some good albums. It's yeah. not just the first one, but I'm, I'm excited to go back and listen to it because it's been ages. Hmm. Finally, tap dancing around my house. <laughs>
1: that's exciting i'm really excited to listen to that also we danny put up a poll earlier <laughs> yeah. look at her laughing to herself there now we all know <laughs> she's got multiple accounts and she just went and voted for herself <laughs> oh listen i like to win <laughs> of which um playlist you would prefer out of mine and danny's
0: yeah so basically we both got our recidifies from spotify so our most listened to songs of last month and I published them both on the Foundation's Femo Instagram. And got people to vote for which list people preferred. And my list was only the new Follow Boy album. I was going to say,
1: that's not even <laughs> a
0: fucking... That's just you listening to their album. Like, hello. <laughs> I did listen to it a lot, to be fair. It only came out a week ago. And it's, like, my most listened to songs <laughs> this month.
1: But, yeah, I won. LOL. I was just really sad. I had a bit of Day Seeker on there. And mm. Fallout Boy and I think Jake Mac's on there. Yeah. But then I did, on that received side thing... I went and looked up my top songs, I think, or artists or whichever. And I was like, really glad you didn't publish that one because Taylor Swift was in there somewhere. Claire. <laughs> Patreons, so, if you want to listen to an episode.
0: <laughs> so guys, if anyone is interested in hosting the podcast with me. <laughs> we're looking for a new host because Claire has been let go, not fired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Awkward. It's not you, it's me. I'm actually, I'm actually leaving the podcast Annie because I was having some like, oh, because you're going to start
0: a new podcast for your other friends. (laughs) I told you to get rid of your other friends. Personal issues. Claire, actually, me and Claire were discussing the new Fallout Boy album, and she goes, some of my friends don't really like it, and I said, that's okay, you just don't have to be friends with them anymore. And I was like, already blocked, like obviously, (laughs) you don't need that kind of negativity in your life.
1: Uh, It is interesting though to hear other people's opinions on things, even if they're completely wrong. Yes. So, if you
0: like interesting polls... <laughs> so, we I'm trying to do more interesting content on the Instagram page, but we do share little clips of, like, the podcast and us making the playlists. And it's mainly just us laughing.
1: Mainly us laughing or bopping along or singing yeah. along to
0: something. Singing something. Um, it's all on our Instagram. So, we are Foundations of Emo on Instagram. And we're on Twitter at Foundations Emo. And we have a tiktok account that we haven't posted anything on yet we may
1: i don't know how to use tiktok me neither i wonder if adam does. does he's 47 haven't mentioned that <laughs> so we are foundations
0: of emo on tiktok with no content posted but who knows maybe by the time you listen to this there'll be something spicy spicy on there
1: it's also a bit reminiscent of dmgi where we had like everything except the content
0: <laughs> all the social media no songs
1: so let us know what you think of this let us know your thoughts on take Max sunday because they are just one of my originals and I love them so much and if you don't like them, don't bother. Don't bother telling me. I don't wanna hear it. So feck off.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's get rid of the listeners now, player. <laughs> now you've gotten rid of me. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye!